Broadcasting Network. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with her good times never end. Allison Rosen, doing the way he gets a dance again. Allison Rosen, Allison's your new best friend. Hi, hello. Hi, everyone. I am Allison Rosen, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. I say inaugural because it is a big word, but also because this is the first technical Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend podcast, although we did do some sort of trial episodes under a different name. So if you are sneaky and stealthy and own a computer, you could find those. If you don't own a computer, you're going to have to find a friend with one. Anyway, as I said, I'm Allison Rosen. I'm in my house. I'm recording this podcast in my house, which is kind of weird. It's an experiment. It might be noisy. Um, and if it is noisy, then I will comment on that. And if I am in the middle of something interesting that I'm saying, I'll probably stop that interesting thing to talk about the noise. Anyway, my guest today is Pete Holmes. Hey. Hi. <laughs> What's so funny so already? Natural I know how I, am. I came in. I know. Hey. Hi. I was laughing at me, not you. You're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. And you have a lovely home, which looks like a gnome forest. The fact that you say I'm doing a great job already makes me now feel like maybe I'm not doing a great job. Already. No, gosh, that's not true at all. I thought that was a wonderful intro. And inaugural is a wonderful word. Isn't it? Do you have a favorite word? Well, inaugural <laughs> no i would say inaugural kind of sounds like you're deaf when you say it it's very soft inaugural. i feel like it's inaugural Ina- am i saying it wrong i might be saying it wrong Inaug- inaugurable inarguable I don't know, but I feel like it's inalienable inalienable i have an inalienable right to say inaugural anyway pete holmes <laughs> Yes. <laughs> is a comedian uh-huh. and an actor. Sure. And a writer. Yeah. And someone who's lived in three or four different places in the contiguous U.S. You mean, yeah. And yep. he has his own podcast called You Made It Weird. You Make you, It Weird. Ooh, you, you made could it have weird. stopped and you would have known the name of it. No one ever knows the name of my podcast. I know. This is podcast. something you lament on. I you do. made it weird. Oh, you've listened to it. I have. People never know the name of the show on the on the show. Yeah, but they mess it up more than I did. I just yeah, didn't well, know true. if it you, was you, you made know. or make. People They're are like, like, what is this? Like, stop yeah. making me weird. Yeah. I Welcome. feel weird around you. Yeah, I feel weird with you. Dot that, net. The weird show. Yeah. The weird half hour. It's not half Paul an hour. Paul Holmes. <laughs> Paul Holmes. With Paul Shear and the Weirdettes. Right. It's called You Made It Weird. Right. It's called... Wait, what is Paul Shear's podcast called? I, had sh- a, I was going to say something funny. Sheer Paul Delight? Was- a Sheer no, Delight? that would be good. <laughs> Clam Dip and Sheer Delights. Ooh. Um, so I know you... Well, I was familiar with your work prior to you coming on the Adam Carolla podcast. And for, right. for people who don't know, you may know me as the news girl on the Adam Carolla show. Or you may not. But anyway, you came on the Adam Carolla show. I like that you covered both options. Mm-hmm. You also might not know me. Right. I know you from the Adam Carolla show. Yes. But where you sat to my left. I did. But guess what? Guess mm. what? Mm. Paul Holmes, which is not your name, <laughs> Pete Holmes. Um, I Paul had a Shear. list mm. of guests that I wanted to get on this here podcast. 
And this list was created oh. prior to you coming on the Adam Carolla show. Okay. And you were on the list. Okay. Mm-hmm. All That's right. right. That's All right. right. So you came on the Adam Carolla show. Uh-huh. And please take this as the... Take it in the spirit it's intended. Okay. To make you feel uncomfortable. The inaugural um, question. Right. You came on the Adam Carolla show and you're like this, uh, you know, cool, confident guy. Sure. Ooh, I like this. Should I stop right here? No, I'm chewing on a matchstick right now. But dangerous, I know. <laughs> dangerous guy. Is that a wallet or cigarettes rolled up in your t-shirt sleeve? It's both. <laughs> it's a wallet that holds my cigarettes. Do Let's go just, for a do ride. You just hold up your cash and tuck it into that plastic cellophane. I do have a thing. pretentious money clip. That's real. You do? Yeah. Is it in the shape of a dollar bill? No, that the would dollar be great. Sign, I mean? It's a slim clip. You can buy it online. Look how little it is. Wow. I can't, I can't have a big old piece of ham in my pocket. You know is what I mean? Is that what you had prior to this? Oh, yeah. Well, it's a, a big choice for a guy. Yeah. Right? Especially because people will be like, did you see that episode of Seinfeld? Yes. There's yeah. more meat here mm-hmm. than here. Right. You don't want to do that. Mm-mm. So uh, what were you saying? I was about to talk about a lettuce ooh. sandwich. Which is a term for a wallet stuffed with bills. Oh. But you say lettuce sandwich, and it sounds like very little money. Yeah, it does. Lettuce, you know? the cheapest of the leafy greens. Exactly. Sort of like salad days. What, is that when you could only afford salads? No, it's the heyday yeah. of your youth. Why is that be the, salad like, days? Sweet potato mash days. If you're yes. making sweet t- potato mash, which I assume you do in this <laughs> fucking hobbit home of yours, uh, you're doing pretty good. I make it and then I set it on the windowsill to cool, but sometimes the birds oh, peck God. at it. And me, this Mrs. Looks like, yes. Gregor, this looks the like way. evil Lithuanian fairy tales happened here, where children are like overly punished for something small, like they told a lie and then they're lit on fire, and you're like, "Don't tell the lies." <laughs> You didn't grow up Eastern European, did you? I read that no, stuff. No, I didn't. But now I'm wondering if children are baked into the walls. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that... scratching late at night. Oh, God. This <laughs> is a scary house. I didn't think of it that way till now, but thank you. Anyway, but yeah. back to my Oh, yeah, you were saying how the, dangerous I am. Back to my backhanded compliment. Mm. Or some people say left-handed compliment, which I feel is unfair to true lefties. Yeah, that's racist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it's bigoted. <laughs> But anyway, so you're like this cool, confident guy on the Adam Carolla show. And then I listen to your podcast and I realize, oh, no, <laughs> you're really dorky sure. and hyper. Yeah. And I mean that as a compliment. I understand. But explain this incongruity. Wow. What an interesting thing. Actually, I spend most of my time trying to figure out how contradictory. That's what I talk about on my podcast all the time, that I realize that I'm contradicting myself all the time Mm -hmm. being really confident than also being really uh, sensitive or anxious or whatever. Those things are happening at the same time. I actually think that's where uh, creativity and stuff comes from is believing or being two things that are very, very uh, contradictory at the same time, but like with your full self. So you can come in to Adam Kroll and maybe that would make somebody nervous or whatever and not be nervous, which honestly I wasn't nervous. It's like a fun thing. And then other times, uh, a friend will call and I won't want to answer. Yes. <laughs> like, cause no. it's a friend. And I'm I like, have that too. I can't be fucking talking to this guy now. Why? I don't I, know. Yes. Complete exhibitionistic sort of know everything about my life on one hand. And then on the, on the other hand, it's like, I can't bring myself to talk to somebody about what I did that day because I feel differently for some reason. I 
relate so much that I almost feel like we should play the Just Me or Everyone song right here, except that if we uh, do, it's going to pull us in a tangent. So we're going to play that later, because that is actually a segment on my show, but we're segment. just going to talk about this right now, yeah. because I have that too. Is it that when you're in performing mode, you're comfortable, but when you're in actually relating one-on-one oh. to someone not being recorded or filmed, you're uncomfortable? I'm actually interested in this topic very much so. In fact, that uh, like I've often said that like um, having sex with somebody after a show, for example, seems weird because it's like an extension of the performance. Right. Like, it's, like I've already right. been delighting you. And I, I have this big theory about how comedy... That's what sex it, with you is like. Yeah. It's more delight. Yeah, yeah. More I'm, just, I'm just there to delight. delight them. No, but like if you look at stand-up, and I say this all the time, it's so fucking weird that this is how I think about it. But you're on stage and you're gauging the body of the audience, basically. They're making an involuntary sound, which is kind of sexual. They're laughing. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out if they want me to be rough with them, if they want me to back away, playful, right. submissive, whatever. Go strong, go hard. It's sexual. So I'm fucking the crowd. Mm-hmm. And then I get off stage and people are like, oh, you must clean up. Not really, because like, why would I want to continue dancing for someone? <laughs> but right. I know you're getting something out of it, too. But it's kind of like, I, I, do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like I, once you're in performance mode and then you're done, I'd rather kind of eat some ice cream and go to bed. Well, if I may, I think that shows that you're actually a tender lover. Because <laughs> some people, most people who are good at stand-up, I'm sure, view it perhaps not in sexual terms, but there's a give and take with the audience and they're you know thinking all the time like what would work now to continue right. this feeling. But not everyone looks at sex that way. It'd be great if they did, but there's a lot of people who are yeah. just like... I find that confusing. And then they're done. Yeah, I'm definitely a, a performer in that. Don't in I don't get me wrong. I, I can enjoy uh, things as well. I can receive as well. But like, I, I, it, it'll bother me if uh, the person doesn't have a a good time. Mm. Not to an annoying extent, but yeah, it's like it's like performance. Would you rather someone fakes an orgasm with you? <sighs> Okay, let's say they fake an orgasm with you, but you are unaware. But I'm just telling you. I'm just that person who knocks on the door afterwards and is like, Psst, Hey, that, that was, was fake. fake. Or would you rather they were honest about not... They can be time. honest. I'm not, I'm not a freak. like a, Not a sexual freak, but I'm not like a freak that I'll be like, Oh, I'm going to be myself up about this for six months. I'll just be like, ah, I can't win a wall. And then, uh, you know, then you eat ice cream together. Mm. Oh, shit. <laughs> I just did shows in Chicago. That's why I'm losing my voice. I did a bunch of shows and I was yelling so much, so much yelling. So much yelling. Well, you can, you can take it down. I yeah, know. but this actually relates right this contradictory here. stuff because mm-hmm. I know that you like talking about relationships on this show. I do. Is when I think about the person that I'm looking for in a relationship, I'm looking for a contradiction. You know why? Because I'm a fucking contradiction. For example, like I'd like them to uh, not be a huge uh, drinker but also get really fucked up occasionally. <laughs> like that's a Is contradiction. That what you do? That's what I do. Yeah, that's exactly what so I do. So you're looking for you. I'm looking for me. Absolutely. Aren't you looking for you? Do you have a boyfriend? I have a boyfriend. Is he you? Um, is he me? I, he is not. What's his perf- name? Steve? No, but you can Rich. Probably, but keep going. Maybe you'll guess. Dan? Yes. Is it Dan? <laughs> it's Daniel. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Nobody gives a shit when I'm psychic. That was amazing. I know. Amazing. I think that's great. That was amazing. If you well, were I'm at a magical Cola, home, we'd have to take 10 minutes to talk about how great that is. Really? Yes. Because when, ah. when he has moments of prescience, he likes yes. to like, he'll be like, like if you just kind of gloss over it, he'll be like, what? Is it like, no, not everyone's excited. Just, yes. You know, so I mean, you have to be like, oh my God, how did yeah. you know that? That's but really, how did you know that? Because it's a common name. 
Um, yeah, you're pretty white bread, and I bet your boyfriend's you know similar. I'm white bread too. I'm gonna date like a Stacy or a Kim. <laughs> Would you date a Tiffany with an I? <laughs> Tiffany, yeah, but she changed it. Yes. <laughs> it used to just be regular. Here's the weird thing, though. I don't think. I am dating myself. However, I know that if I had been a boy, my parent, which, and if I had, it wouldn't have even been me. So that's so right. weird when people say that. But I know that my parents were considering the name Daniel. Really? How weird is that? I would if have been... I had been a gay boy, but living my life, I could have then gone out with the Daniel that I'm currently going out with, except that in this scenario, he would also be gay. And that'd be weird, but we'd both be named Daniel. Somewhere deep down, you'd like to do that. That has to be true. <laughs> That came out so quickly and easily. <laughs> like, if I had been born a boy, I could have gotten gay with my boyfriend. No, maybe I just had an audition yesterday where I had to memorize those lines. Oh. I didn't, but maybe I did. Bold. I want to be clear. I don't, I don't necessarily want to date me because that gets old. Mm. You hate that after a while. But, like, I am trying to be the person, the type of person that I would want to be with. It's right. not just booze. That's one of them. Yes, what are some of the other things? You're religion, I suppose, like the, their approach to religion. It's not going to work if they're like really dogmatic about a certain religion. It's mm-hmm. also not going to work if they're completely uninterested in religion. Religion and spiritual things are very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So if they just like don't have an opinion on it, that's going to be like a problem probably at some point. But it's also going to be a problem if they're like, I'm a hardcore Mormon. I'm going to be like, that. sorry. Right. Sorry, Tiffany with an I. You're great, but that's not going to work in the long run for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Also, like uh, physical activity-wise, I can't date somebody that wants to climb a mountain every day. Oh, God, no. But, like, occasionally wants to go on a hike. Is that what you, is that what you do? Yeah. Right? Occasional? Now, question. Are these Once things in that a have... while? Right. Yeah? Right. Someone who wouldn't be like, are you kidding me? If you suggested right. going on a hike... Because you, you also wouldn't be like, why are you still in bed at nine o'clock on a Saturday morning? The day is passing us by. See, that's the thing. That's one of the contradictions. I'd like to go to like uh, Europe with a girlfriend that would love to go to uh, fucking the museums or whatever we're supposed to do, but also knows when you're supposed to stay in the hotel all day and just eat. <laughs> you understand? I, I that's understand. That's contradictory. Yes. It's a contradiction. Yes. But that's how I am. So that's how I want them to be. It sounds right. impossible, but that's what I'm looking for. No. Sense because these are things where if the other person doesn't share your particular bent, that's going to create problems because you're going to be like, um, I want to stay here, and then the person's going to be like, I just don't understand why anyone spends more than a hundred dollars a night at a hotel. You're not even going to be in the room. You're like, but I was going to be in the room, right? And we're breaking up, Uh, Stacy with an I or two E's, Stacy Tiffany. So, are these things that had become problems in your previous relationships? And you know what? Don't even answer that. Let's back up even further. No, you're divorced, yes? Yeah, I can go back even further though. You you want to get even further because when you were talking about Adam Carolla, right, Mm -hmm. and how he wants uh, everyone to ignore knowledge when he does something well that's where we get our model for love not to get too deep and heady is from our mother right yeah so if you look at my mother which is where i got my model for love she just adored me mm-hmm. that's it's lovely i wouldn't change it but that fucked me up a little bit in that now i can see it in the girls that i look for they better think everything i do is wonderful but then also that gets old 
You know what I mean? They right. can't just love everything that you do. Because then you, you just kind of like that sort of, I wouldn't want to be in a club that would have me as a member. Mm-hmm. And like, you're kind of like, don't you realize that I'm just, I'm bullshit also? But like, I also need that sort of, well, you uh, don't want- hooray, 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 Adam, guess the name of my boyfriend. I mixed you Adam yourself- and me. Yeah, you, you named yeah. yourself Adam. <laughs> That's weird. Um, well, you-, you don't want adoration that's unearned i think in general that feels yucky yeah unless it's coming from someone who you like and you suspect they actually don't like you and then it's validating sure but short-lived but see that can go the you you can i i've i've dated girls that don't think i'm great and that works too Mm -hmm. but like i also really enjoy because that's also like me is some things i do and i'm like that was that was garbage and some things i'm like that was fantastic more tend to like and be a fan of my own stuff big time. So I think that girls that like that is good. But then, I don't know, that, that, that's the mother thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you had a mom who thought that just everything you did was... Who still thinks that everything I do is great. Okay. Yeah. So you're looking weird. for that. I guess. Well, thing. see, that, no, that's one of the psychological pitfalls that we have to be aware of right. moving forward. Right. I'd really like somebody that would judge things on each basis. And really I'd like to be the kind of person that wouldn't require a girl to love what I was doing either way. Like they, they could just have their own opinion and I'd have my own opinion. I wouldn't need them to validate it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's the goal. I suppose. Okay. So now where you grew up in Massachusetts. Yeah. Outside of Boston. Okay. And do you have siblings? I have one brother. Older, younger? Older. Okay. John. John. John Holmes. John Holmes. What does he do? He's a porn star from the 70s. I was going to say. He uh, he passed away. He didn't. He's my brother. He's not a porn star from the 70s. He's living. I bet people say that to him all the time, though. We got a lot of prank phone calls. We okay. sure did. We sure and did. And was that weird growing up in a religious household as I think you did? Did you? We did kind of. It, religious in the sense that my mother and I were religious and that my f- father and my brother weren't really religious. Hmm. Isn't that weird? That, how did that work? How did that happen? Um, and what religion? It's a lot of questions. Yeah, well, it was like kind of a evangelically Christian sort of thing. Is that born again? Uh, yeah, we would use the term born again. Okay. It might not be as flamboyant as what you're picturing. It's more, uh, again, to use the term white bread, it's more white bread. It's more... When you prayed, did you do the Jesus antennas? Uh, no, that's so funny that you asked that. That started happening later. Okay. I, th- my experience with all of that... Jesus antenna. <laughs> ...is uh, I wrote a story for Seventeen Magazine years ago, and they sent me to New Hampshire to cover a like, three-day Christian rock festival. Uh-huh. And that was my uh, introduction into the world of the Jesus antennas and the... The touchdown. ...testimony. You put the hands yes. all the way up. And the... the high is five. It, is there a put high your five? hand up for a high five from oh. the Lord. These are just different moves. <laughs> Somebody I, didn't, just, I don't know. I don't recall that one. I mean, it's your I, choice. It's your choice. But I mean, choice. I do think there's a Jesus-shaped hole in my heart. Uh, you're was, aware of that? I'm aware of that one. And <sighs> I'm trying to remember. There were so many great things I heard. But I'm sorry. That's Back a big to one. you. Jesus-shaped shaped hole mm-hmm. in your heart. Oh, and that like, yes, Jesus does think, you know, this and these things are sins, but then also like lying's a sin. And this, like there was a lot of um, equivocating of level of sin of different things. Oh, really? Yeah. We were big into like, that's actually one of the big things that kind of starts to fall apart is you're like, all sin is equal. And you're like, so like lying, like, did you eat that cookie? You're like, no, is the same as killing a hobo. 
Yes. Although while you're killing that hobo, you could commit other sins. Lust, if he's a hot hobo. Uh, envy, if he's a well-dressed hobo. And would those others... Pride, if you're like, I'm so much stronger than this hobo. Right. Covetousness, if you're like, I really want that rucksack. <laughs> this is the funniest thing I've ever said. <laughs> the sins that you commit while killing a hobo. Okay, go sloth, if you're doing it kind of lazily. <laughs> right. Put your back into it. <laughs> uh, okay, we got it, we got it. <laughs> Envy. You see someone else murdering a hobo much right. more cleanly and swiftly. <laughs> There's a lot of sins. But uh, yeah, that what, was what, which of the seven deadlies have we left out in regards to seven hobo deadly, side? Hobo side. Seven deadlies is uh, is uh, first of all the funniest way to refer to those, and it's a Catholic thing. We didn't have the seven deadlies, but I'm, oh. I'm only knowing them from the Brad Pitt Morgan Freeman movie. Okay, yeah, I know. Bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> It's fun to be funny, isn't it? Yes. It's like fun to sit around and be funny. It's funny to be fun, too, but Ooh. it's more fun to be funny. Oh, gosh. That was a great thing to say. Thank you. I hope you. Dan appreciates what a sharp wit you have. Is he threatened by it? No. No, no I don't think he is. But I think he worries, um, and this is where I think, is it going to bother him that I'm saying this? Oh, um, I can feel you pulling away. I know. Just get into it. No, I'm it. in the moment. But I'm also thinking about thinking about other things, thus making it so that I'm. When I said I'm in the moment, I was lying. Um, his concern is sometimes he's worried that he's not funny enough for me or not enough for me. Well, yeah, that's what I was getting at. That so the answer is yes. He does feel that he, way. He's worried about that, but uh-huh. I never think that. Right. And and this will make him feel awful. But I'm going to say it anyway. Does he listen to this? He will. When you play it for him? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> while we make love. I was going to say it. I was, I was going to let you say it. I was yeah. like, clearly that. I say, could you angle that mirror? Yeah. Well, I can't see both sides of myself. I want to make unbreaking eye right. contact with myself. Yeah. And then I say. And pretend I'm a gay man named Daniel getting fucked. Mm-hmm. That's a callback. I, That's a deep call. That was good. <laughs> and then kill a hobo. Too soon. That one was too soon. <laughs> Right. Well, then it just felt like a continuation of our earlier discussion. What does he do? Callback. He's a writer. Okay. And he works in the film. No. You, why? Why did you make a gun with your fingers? Writers are like sad, sad people. Oh no, he's really, he's really remarkably well adjusted. That's yeah. one of the things I liked about him. That, like about him is see, that he's done a lot of. Um, this sounds so cheesy to no, say. Please, say. please. He's done a lot of work on himself. You know, yes. like, cause I have in the, well, two things in the past, I've felt like, I don't know if I could be with someone who hasn't been, uh, in therapy. Uh-huh. Cause I feel like everyone can benefit from therapy. Agreed. And he's only been, he's been in a tiny bit of therapy, but I didn't even think it was really possible to sort of become self-actualized without a therapist. But I feel like he really has worked through a lot of on his own issues and with stuff. Books yeah, and with stuff books or, and things. Really? Mm-hmm. That's impressive. So He's I, probably yeah. a pretty inward person. You know, writers right. probably has a rich imagination, can play yes. things out. Yes. He probably has a therapy character in his mind. He does. I actually, I'd never thought it would be possible to be with someone where I could talk to them about how I was feeling or about conflict in my life and I would walk away feeling understood and like they helped me Ooh. he's the first time this is the first time i've ever been so with someone both like that. girl and boy reaction girl is understood mm-hmm. fixed is boy yes yeah don't yes. worry I he's got mars it and out. venus <laughs> yeah he's mars and venus mm-hmm. he's <laughs> he's mars 
Mars and Venus. Your boyfriend lives on a moon between Mars and Venus uh. where he types and talks to a therapy character in his brain. Exactly. Good for him. But what I was going to say, and then we're going back to talking about you. No, it's the best. Keep it pinging and ponging, baby. Okay. What I was <laughs> never good- say keep it pinging and ponging, baby. That's the worst thing. I think That's, I never will. You ever, you ever I never feel will. something coming out of your... Yeah. The worst part was baby. I'm so sorry. And pinging and ponging is the worst. <laughs> keep it pinging and ponging, baby. What am I, George Costanza? I don't Come know. On, baby! <laughs> sorry, go on. At what point in... In your process of saying that, did you realize that you wish you weren't going to? Uh, probably at the first pinging? P of pinging. Yeah. <laughs> the first P. Yeah. The first P in that sentence. And then I was like, what do I just... The other option would have been just keep it pinged. <laughs> and then I would have stopped. You had to. I had to keep you going. You had to. But here we are. That uh, You know, art and uh, comedy and all that sort of stuff. Celebration of the mistakes. Mm-hmm. Let it happen. I offend myself all the time. I said, fuck you, God, on stage the other night. Two nights ago. I'm offended by that. I think that's offensive. You can't say that. And I was just being silly. I was talking about... You think he's listening? Or she? It's not... Oh, God. That's my worst. I hate that. God, he or she loves you. Just (laughs) shut up. We're talking about the most abstract thing. Do we really think it has a dick or a a vagina? I don't. Yeah. It'll be fine. Refer to it however you like to refer to it. Helicopter, whirly bird, God's on it, sniping me for saying <laughs> what I'm saying. I, I said, I said, fuck you, God, because I was talking about fog. And I was like, fog is scary. God just puts fog down at night and you're driving alone. It's just like, fuck you, God. It just came out. Normally I say, fuck you, fog, but I said, fuck you, God. And then what I said was, you ever offend yourself? And then we had to explore that together. And that's much funnier than not saying it. You and the audience? Me and the audience are in that trouble together. Do they enjoy it? I hope so. It's like a two drink minimum, man. It's like a five hundred dollar night. <laughs> My God, what are they drinking? <laughs> Goblets of their enemies' blood. Mm. You know, hollowed out skulls with caviar, stuff like that. Real Temple of Doom stuff. Sounds like you're performing at medieval times. I do. I'm a landsman. <laughs> you do joust. I'm the Green Knight. Mm-hmm. It's rigged. So okay, so religious upbringing, evangelical. Yeah, you wanted to know how it was that my yeah, mother your mom and, I, and you were because I was look. I'm like a friendly faced uh, doofus and a, and like a pretty agreeable person and non confrontational person. And especially when I was kids, I didn't have any uh, kids. Especially when I was a kid, <laughs> I didn't have any boundaries. Right there are right. no walls to, around my identity, and I just trusted grown ups. For some reason, I've talked to my brother. He's two years older than me. He just had a good dose of, fuck you. Like, Mm -hmm. you're just some guy. Cynicism. Yeah. He got it. Now I look at uh, the people that, uh, I think about like the people that were at my youth group or whatever. They weren't like board certified or anything. They didn't go to theology school. Right. They were fucking volunteers. Right. Probably closeted homosexuals. Yeah. Were they like that? What's that? Did they have body piercings and bleached hair? Were they hip? Like, oh no, 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 they weren't cool like that. Oh, at they all. weren't like religious. You're thinking guy of theory. it wrong. No, that would have been cooler. They were like, you know, tucked in Oxford shirts, khaki sneakers. Oh. You know, lame. Maybe they made like some sort of Bible carrying case out of jeans. It's fun. Put a bookmark in the ass pocket. With the pocket. Yeah, yeah with that's the pocket. pretty cool. With the pocket, of God. course, with the pocket. See, I'm a, I'm so, I'm not re- religious at all, but but you got I the pocket like... anyway. <laughs> I would like a book cover. Like yeah, that. for your iPad. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so anyway. So anyway, these uh, these these people, I, I I've often not I've often said, but I've said in the past where it was like, 
my high school, they used to have like protests because it was like, is your math teacher, did they have their master's degree? Boo, they make sure they have their master's. But nobody was protesting at the church to be like, make sure the guy teaching me that you go to hell if you touch a boob has like some sort of degree in something divine and special Mm -hmm. and philosophy and thoughtfulness. He just gets to come in and be alone with me and five other kids for 45 minutes on a Sunday. potentially scare the hell out of you. Yeah. Mark. That was one of them. With a C or K? Probably K. Biblical. Yeah. C is the Jew Marin. That... (laughs) 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 Well, it's true. That's interesting, though. I never really thought about that. Uh, right. They put people in positions of leadership or authority who really have no you know, training yeah. or what have you. And is there something I can get you? I was just going to write that down. That, that could be in my stand-up. You're going to write it with a pair of scissors? Oh, you just, just the act of you putting that there will make me remember. Thanks, dude. This That's is how good, you work it out. This is a out. good tangent to go on for the listeners. Oh, also oh, hobo sense. <laughs> So right now oh, we are kidding. jotting something down. Um, so no, that's obnoxious and horrible. Are you throwing to a segment? I, the, to drive that point home, I believed what if a grown up told me something, I believe them because I was a good kid. Mm-hmm. And your brain isn't fully formed until you're like 18. So the stuff that gets in there early, I always think of like the Indiana Jones rock wall sliding down, and you have to reach back and get your hat, you know, before it closes. You have the idol. Uh, the thing is closing, and I couldn't go back and get my hat. And the hat represents a lot of biblical kind of nonsense that I was taught. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that the Bible is nonsense per se. I think that the the message of that myth is very powerful and relevant. Right. And I think that's the reason why we keep telling the same story worldwide throughout time, the same story over and over. It's because it's printed on our DNA and it has meaning and purpose. Mm -hmm. I just don't think there's any need to transfer that, somehow distill that into don't fuck, don't swear, don't drink, and, uh, and, you know, get married when you're 22, which is what I did. (laughs) Did you... Oh, I want to ask about that, but did you walk around with a lot of fear and guilt? Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, big time. That, that it's, it's a weird thing to establish. Kids want to have um, imaginary friends anyway. But then if you tell them that, that God, uh, like a conscious participatory God, is in their brain and is lifeguarding your thoughts, you don't know. You're a, you're a, you're a broad. I love the term broad. Are you okay with it? I'm okay with it. It's so powerful. If I was a girl, I'd be like, I'm a yappy broad. What the fuck? Buy me a martini. That's what I would want. <laughs> now, I'd... see, you've thought about that clearly. Cause yeah. That oh, sure, 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 sure. Is this yeah, yeah. act? No, let's take, let's take the time to consider that we've both considered what it would be like to be the other, other gender. Well, okay. I'd be Except a broad. that maybe I'm, Ooh, I'd be a I'm super articulate broad. sometimes because I really had not actually thought about that whole scenario where I'm a boy named daniel dating daniel kind of i truly had not i swear swear. it's not that see the thing about what you said if Mm -hmm. you want to make this my podcast and make it weird is that getting fucked as a gay boy daniel or as you by your boyfriend sorry dan listening Uh isn't that different you know what i mean either way you're getting owned by your boyfriend How? Oh my god! I'm just saying your gender doesn't matter that much. The experience is probably pretty similar. Is that getting owned or getting like P N W E D? Like video game pwned? Yeah. Yeah, because you're a real owned. noob. 
Do you play even... video games? Mm, well, I'm glad you asked that because that goes straight into uh, a little word about one of our sponsors. Oh, so shit. I want to take a moment. Yeah. Are you talking about Gamefly.com? I am talking about Gamefly.com, actually. So everyone listening, you guys, if you're into video games or even if you're not, um, you should be. Please go to Gamefly.com slash Rosen and sign up or click the banner on our site. It's like Netflix for video games. It's a video game rental system that delivers games to your door and now directly to your PC. So help out the show and help out your thumbs or um, Gary. You guys can't hear Gary because he's not on the mic. So now I have all the power and Gary just has to sit there nervously wondering what I'm going to ask. And now you're that owning he, Gary. I am. I know. <laughs> We can here we can we could tag team Gary. That's right. Now your gender's irrelevant. This is what we want to ask Gary. Mm. I said it's something for your thumbs, as if all controllers are you, you use your thumbs. Sure. But are there now other sorts of uh, controllers and things? I can feel this one, Gear. <laughs> <laughs> your thumbs are going to be doing most of the work, but then right. your uh, they're the heavy first they're doing the heavy middle lifting. fingers. Your your trigger fingers do most right. of the triggering. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, very similar to shooting a gun. It's it's great. Very very intuitive. Gamefly.com Game, slash Rosen. Gamefly.net backslash You Made It Weird. What? I'm plugging my own shit. Your Gamefly.net. I'm kidding. How weird is that? That was weird <laughs> and inappropriate. And I don't have one. Okay. But we we are sponsored by Gamefly. I think. Mm-hmm. Go on. And so are we. Yeah. And also, you guys, um, if you're gonna get something on Amazon. Click on the banner on my website um, if you want to help out this podcast. That would be awesome. It doesn't cost anything extra. Okay, so back. Gender considerations. Yes, and... Because I feel like I made it weird for you. I'll make it weird for me. Okay. I get... I, I'm a, I'm a board-certified heterosexual. I'm, you know what I mean? There's a board... We, what was involved in getting the certification well, every once that. in a while I have to check in with them and be like, guys... Do they just see if you have an erection based on photos they're holding up? No. Yeah, that, that's one of the basic tests uh-huh. at first. Do you uh, take the H-cats? Hetero... Uh, yeah, the hetero cats. cats. <laughs> the last thing I had to go into the board was I was like... I watched three Ryan Gosling movies in a row, and they called me in. Uh-huh. And I was like... It's the not notebook that I wanna... and what else? No, it wasn't even the notebook. It was Blue Valentine. Okay. Yeah, get your sad boner on. Uh, <laughs> crazy, sexy. You know how I get my sad boner on? Yeah, well, you're, you're a girl. You want to be understood, and you watch... Touched by Love, Don't which was it. this movie on HBO with Diane Lane as a uh, young girl who has cerebral palsy. Oh. And... I forget who played the uh, person who like reached out to her and got through to her and she dies at the end and it's awful, Yeah. but I used to watch it over and over and over and over again. I have a theory about this. Okay. You know why girls are into, in my experience, women, the vessel of life and gentleness and maternity yes. and uh, comfort mm. and sustenance and all that. Right. You raised us. We all are here because of you. All love like true crime, rape, shit, horrible oh, yeah. murder. I, yes, I went there on a big Law and Order SVU kick. Sad I shit. I stopped dating and I just watched that show. Yeah. Sad stuff where people are dying. Victim, like, like emotional complete, porn. Yes. Complete. Uh, they're so innocent, yet they're destroyed. And women watch this. And my theory on that is that women somewhere know that they have to give birth. 
So they're aware oh. that there's this like harsh. So we're training. Fucking yeah, you're kind of like you guys are badass. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be weird, but like you we push out ninjas. a kid, it's like a fucking visceral. Yeah, it's actually thing. supposed. To, it's supposed to be the most painful. The most thing pain. You know what number two is? Kidney having stones. your femur broken in two. That's oh. number two. So you guys are going around and you can have your candles in your hobbit house all you want. (laughs) But somewhere deep down, Dan's going to blow a baby up you. You know this. And it's going to change the way your hips move. (laughs) Yes. That's real. I know. That's real. So go ahead and buy an Ann Gettys poster. But in the back of your mind, you're like, (laughs) we all bleed, don't we? Right? Okay. So you watched three Ryan Gosling movies, though, and then you got bored. I want to be Ryan Gosling so bad. I he was in the Mickey oh, Mouse. Fucking so thank does, you. So does Gary. Gary. Fucking, you know what the gayest thing you could say is? I want to be N- Ryan Gosling? No. <laughs> I don't want to be Ryan Gosling. That's the gayest? Because then you're fucking in the closet. You're in the straight gay closet. You're a fucking liar. Fuck you forever. So everyone wants to be Ryan Gosling. Everyone His who's guy. being honest with themselves. <laughs> I watch Drive. Do you have any idea the n- mental notes I'm taking on how to be while I'm watching Drive? Stop flapping your gums all the time and just be cool for a second. Right. Fuck. Can't do it's gonna, it. That's going to be a hard one for you, huh? Yes. With the gloves. It is going to be a hard one for me. It is going to be a hard one for me. Women love. You're writing this down. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of material out of this. Oh, Women good. love violence. So you married at um, 22, you said? Yeah, Was 22. Was this so that you could have sex? We had sex. My wife, ex-wife, I call her my wife. I've only had one wife, so I just refer to her as my wife. Right. My ex-wife and I had uh, sex when I was 22. I lost my virginity, six pumps. and uh, You counted? Yep. And that's counting in as one, out as two. So really, it's three pumps. <laughs> Ooh, so much Christian guilt around that, too. It took a lot of nerve to get that going. That's five. One, two, three, four, five, six was out. Oh, oh, oh. I and, see. Yep. I, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. We were counting the pumps differently. One is in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two and is then, out. <laughs> right. Now I see. I'd like to say I don't count the pumps anymore, uh, but I did then. <laughs> I did one, two, three, four, five, you'd six. Lo- but you, <laughs> but you do now also because you'd like to say you don't. No, or I you, don't. You do not. I'm here being honest with you. I'm on your couch. <laughs> There's tiny cookies for Elijah Wood cooking <laughs> in your kitchen. <laughs> Gandalf is going to come in and hit his head a number of times. Uh, I'm being real with you. Okay, okay. So you're being real. You don't count your pumps anymore. No, I don't count my pumps anymore. Okay, but then you did. So it was a fulfilling sexual experience for her and you, I imagine. It sucked for both of us. It was yeah. the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. She wasn't a virgin. She had uh, been around the block a couple of times. What do people say? She had been around the block a well, couple I, times. I would say she had sex. She had had sex a couple <laughs> times, uh, and I hadn't. And and then uh, was she older? Was she non-religious? She What's was two years here? older. Similarly religious. Went to my strange religious school. Then Is we that Gordon. Yeah. Someone did research. You didn't even look at paper or I know. anything. I know. And by the way, I do have a piece of paper here with things written down nice on it. So we'll talk breath. later about that. Okay. So she went to your small um, yep. religious college. Yep. And we uh, we were reenactors in Salem together. 
she would play the witch and I would play. It's kind of sweet, actually. She would play the witch and I'd play the judge convicting her. Wow. I'd send her to the gallows Steamy. three times a day. And then I'd uh, throw my own little gallow up there for six quick ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not even true. I put off sex with her for such a long time. Did you meet while reenacting or did this happen? No, that would have been better. as a couple. We were dating... We dated for like a year and a half, maybe, before we got married. Is that possible? So the majority of the relationship, we were, we were reenacting together. Okay. It's so weird, man. You just get out of college. You don't know what you're doing. Yes. And I'm a coward. I, see, that's the contradiction. I'm a fucking hurricane. I'll mm-hmm. grab you, not you, I'll grab the world by the throat and right. destroy it and take what I want and scorch and salt the earth and walk from a car as it's smoking and it blows up and I don't flinch. Do you understand? That on stage you'll do that. that. On stage in other elements of my life, I'll feel like that. And right. in other ones, I'm like, I'm on, I'm out of school and I got to go to Chicago to take improv school and I don't want to go alone. Will you marry me? <laughs> that's the same yes. guy. The okay. same guy. Fucking terrifying. So that's what I did. And, uh, and it, you know, to be real weird is the first time we had oral sex, meaning she, mm, I Went was like, down on you. yep, mm-hmm. I didn't want to we say We could it. just call it, mm, if mm, that makes you more comfortable. It did. Okay. The first time she went down on me, I was like, we're going to get married. I wasn't like, ooh, this is amazing. My first blowjob, this mm-hmm. is going to be hot. I was like, uh, I guess we could look at banquet halls or <laughs> something like fucking crazy. Right. Crazy Why? person. Because you felt like you had to at that point because. Because I was a big thing. The big thing for me was I knew a lot of kids that would do everything but. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was bullshit because at this point I'm literally believing the Bible and what had been taught to me about virginity, which is you're not supposed to do anything. Right. But I had a lot of kids that would dry hump. Ooh, so many shafe marks in my school. A lot of sweatpants. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sweat, yeah. Sweatpants that you throw on towards the end of the date. <laughs> you know, put on something more comfortable. You come out in a full fucking sweatsuit. Yeah, you can pretty much be having sex with just a sheath of cotton. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's so fucking weird. But like we all, and by we, I just mean the whole Christian college I was at thought we were fooling God. Right. It, it's like I, people would moist hump, which is uh, you'd just like dry hump but naked so you're rubbing your wet you mean having sex yeah that's called having sex but it's not going in as if god is on a cloud looking down saying i specifically said oh it's not going in right no problem no problem jesus slaughter a lamb for supper didn't the moist humping sometimes what weren't sometimes i never moist hump you just i would think something would just slip in accidentally buddy if it's not slipping in something's wrong yeah you're grinding your angles are off yeah do you know how much concentration takes not entering there's something fucked up if you can successfully moist hump someone doorway and make sure that you just keep hitting the door jam and not getting in exactly and it's so easy to get in that door and the door keeps getting wetter and wetter. Right, right. It's like a very small hot dog hot dog, in a very giant hallway. Yes. The wettest hallway. It's like Inception and the water things right. around. Okay. Well, so what happened? What? Okay. Uh, so oh, married. so I was like, I'm not going to do that. If I'm going to have oral sex, I'm going to count that as sex. I knew girls that had anal sex. That, uh, right. God's blind spot. God's blind spot. I've never heard that. That's great. Exactly. I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm in this. I'm in this to win it. I'm going to do it big time. <laughs> You're going to be the best Christian yeah, I'm gonna ever. Be the, see, even that I kind of wanted to do well. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean like that comes up in my life time and time again. 
one of the reasons I'm sensitive is because I want to do well. Again, going back to the mother thing, I want to be adored. I, I even want to be adored for the kind of Christian I am. Mm-hmm. So I was going to do it for realsies. So then we uh, started having sex and then we got married because that's what you do. Also because I was going to move to Chicago and you don't shack up together. So I had the most unromantic, this is all very embarrassing for me. I know I'm saying it pretty casually, but it's embarrassing because I was like, there was no real proposal. There's no ring. Uh, I couldn't have gotten a ring. I didn't have any, I didn't have any money. Right. Do you understand? I you didn't have a bank account. Yeah. yeah. I was just playing marriage. I was just mm-hmm. going along Ugh. with what was expected of me. Right. So we picked a date. Again, there was no, will you marry me? We were just like, well, you know, it makes sense if we get married. And then we did. Like you were wearing your sensible hats. Exactly. We were wearing what was expected of us hats. And she thought that I would straighten her out. I think she knew that she was a witch, a fucking witch that I burned three times a day. <laughs> um, no, she she knew that. I think she knew she was two years older than me. She knew that it was kind of a weird thing to be doing. Right. Whereas I was like, this is fine. I honestly, I wasn't even nervous on my wedding day. I was like, this is fine. This is what you do. It's going to be great. But then uh, I was more excited about going to Chicago and doing comedy. Mm-hmm. And that's really the tragedy of it is like, I enjoyed it because the relationship enabled me to pursue comedy, but the relationship didn't really enable her to do anything. What did, what were her aspirations? It's kind of like parasitic. Yes. Do you understand? It's Men will use women to bridge time we've done this throughout history the greatest gladiator and kings and stuff again confident and strong and have a bold thing i'm going to go to chicago and i'm going to be a comedian also need a woman to bridge that transition right we need the nurturing we need the sex we need the encouragement and all that sort of stuff i'm not proud of this i'm I'm not going to keep doing that but i've done that a couple times in my life difficult times call for a girlfriend so once you got settled in Chicago and things were going well, is that when you guys broke up? No, we were married for like six years. Um, and then we moved to New York. We were in Chicago for three mm-hmm. and that was fine. I was waiting tables at Bennigan's. No big deal. Right. <laughs> uh, she was uh, being a Thanks teacher. Thanks for not pushing that in my face. Yeah. You walked through the door, by the way. Southwest sampler. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Pineapple pepper cream sauce. That's you want it. It's mostly sugar. It's just what you want it. Anyway, uh, then we moved to New York. Is that a dessert sauce? No, it was for the uh, Southwest egg rolls. It was oh, so my. good. All that stuff is AIDS. It's all AIDS. Mm-hmm. In the kitchen, they just have a huge glacier of AIDS that they chisel a little piece. And they go, "That's a Monte Cristo." Another chisel of AIDS. That's the death by chocolate. It's all AIDS. I don't know if you know AIDS comes in glacier form. I didn't know that. Oh, uh, it's fun to be funny. It's good that it doesn't melt. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It'll melt in certain temperatures. Pineapple, pepper, pepper cream. cream, pepper, pineapple, sweet pepper, right. Ooh, cream. Mm. Ugh, the There's DNA of. There's something so weird about that, and I'm into weird things. Okay, so six years. Yeah. And then you guys moved to New York together, and now still because you're pursuing comedy, or you're doing Yes, comedy. well, I, I watched the m- movie Comedian, which is about Jerry Sinfeld, mm. and I was like, I have to go to New York. It's, it's, it's so interesting how your life can be dictated by something, like the timing of a movie. Yeah. So that movie came out right when I had been doing stand-up comedy, three years, which is the minimum amount of time you want to be doing it, in my opinion, before you move somewhere where there's industry. So it came out exactly at the right time. Exactly. It's ridiculous. It's like the book Outliers. I'm not saying I'm Bill Gates or some huge success. What I am saying is the providence 
of happenstance was on my side. I had good fortune. You know what I mean? That movie could have come out a year later. Everything would have been different. I'm not saying it wouldn't have happened, but it happened like that, and that was perfect. Right. See comedian. I got to move. Wife's got to move with me. She's on board, uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was because she went to New York with you, obviously. She did, and that was still fine. Uh, and then she started uh, – this is so weird. I, I'm fine talking about my business. I have a hard time talking for her, but suffice it to say, she falls in love with a coworker. And that now they're married. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, let's just where say. was she, what kind of uh, she was a teacher. Was she she uh-huh. was a teacher, so they were teachers. And like, I, I certainly have the part of me that's like, "Fuck you, man." And then I also, with more time that passes, when when you get cheated on, mm-hmm. uh, which is what happened, you with time you start to go, "I did something wrong." You didn't get left like a cell phone charger <laughs> in a hotel. You, you, it didn't, yeah, exactly. It didn't, a sock behind a dryer. It didn't work. You weren't giving her what she needed. Taking responsibility is actually very empowering. Mm -hmm. And then there's also something about being like, if I wasn't doing it for you, I think I'm pretty great. Please go get the fuck out of here. And I kind of admire you for doing it in the only way that would have worked. She couldn't have left me just been like, it's not working. That's badass. If you have friends that do that, that are just like, I'm just not feeling it and leave, person's fucking combat knife between right. the teeth. You mean someone who doesn't have something that they're heading towards. Nope. They're just No like, backup plan. No bridge. Yeah. No bridge for the girl. Yeah. No backup. You're going to sleep alone that night. Well, see, I think, and this is racist of me, um, when the woman is the one cheating I do think that means that there was something she wasn't getting in the relationship. Yeah, that's it. When the man cheats, I'm not so sure it's the same thing. Do you do you think it is? I think what you just said is true. Okay. Because guys, um, like want to fuck for sport. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's more of a hunting sort of thing, whereas women, uh, I think, want something a little bit more exotic, a little bit more fulfilling than just getting plowed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or plowing something. Being owned. Being owned. Maybe thinking you're a boy. But, wearing a football a jersey. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, who can say, really? So, we throwing to something? Um, no. We are, <laughs> we are just being a little bit distracted um, by... Okay. I'm going to let them in on what happened. Gary just held up a note for me. Oh, and it okay. said, you're the bestest. Ooh. And then I was like, thank you. Um Keep it crispy. Uh, we got to we got to put a bow uh, uh, an end on that fucking affair story. <laughs> did we? Did we put an end on it? Did you like um, it? No, I guess we need a no. wait. Oh no! Now Gary's shaking his head. I'm assuming he's saying he, we need letting, a button. You're letting us know how long we've been going. Yes. This is why my show is 90 minutes because right around an hour is when you find this feel this little cubby we're in. Uh-huh. Ooh, we're two bowling shoes in a cubby. Yes. Spray us with disinfectant. <laughs> and Gary wears us in bowls. A perfect game. A lot of weird analogies. I know. There was a lot of... The thing is that when you said spray us with disinfectant, I was already feeling like we had been sprayed. Yeah. I but felt you clean. know what? Another spritz. Can't but, Yeah. Just to freshen it up. Yeah. Just so when you put it on, you kind of push the mist out and you feel right. like God in an African creation proverb. Sure. <laughs> yes. I will, I will meet you halfway in the cubby hole, in the shoe cubby hole with that one. Uh, okay, okay. Well, I wanted to ask what keep it crispy means because that's your catchphrase, is it not? Or something like that. That's so funny. But 
But let's go back and talk about the affair story. No, we can get out. We'll get into keep okay. crispy. The only, the, I get, I guess the only thing I want to say is, apparently she's doing well. I, I get reports or sometimes. Not good. I don't know. I hear from people that we went to college with that I think she has two kids now. Oh wow! And they're but you still together. For her on Facebook, she's not on Facebook. No oh, web presence. Off the grid. No web presence. Interesting. It's a bold thing. It if really you fuck is. up uh, two marriages because. Uh, he was married too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a hard thing. And again, I'm not even saying that with hate in my heart for this guy because they clearly loved Did each other. Did you ever meet? Yeah, her... I knew him. Yeah, I knew no. him. No, okay. But his wife? She Facebooked me or she MySpace me. It was back in MySpace days. Right. So you guys could talk and compare notes and things? Yeah, and I had commiserate? no interest in that. I didn't want to do that at all. Interesting. I didn't think we had. We did not be there for her either. Yeah, but you know, in the back of my mind, I was like, she wants to get funky, and I was like, Oh, you think? Yeah, revenge sex, and that wasn't my thing. At that point, my wife was the only person I had slept with, so it was going to be a while for me. Was that weird? Dipping your penis in the pool again? In the next person? Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird thing if you grow up religious and you actually make it. To the point where your wife is the only person you've slept mm-hmm. with. And there really is... I don't think that's what you should do. I don't think that's what you should do. Clearly, that's not what you should do. Right. But if you do, there is a weird sort of uh, bond there. You know what I mean? I kind of sometimes feel like marriage needs all the help it can get. Yeah. It's kind of an archaic, fucking stupid idea anyway. So why not make it really old-fashioned and archaic and be like, and she's the only one I fucked. Mm-hmm. So that you have that. So that like... So when, the fear binds you? Yeah, the fear binds or you. The, or the pride? Or whatever it is. Whatever yeah. it is. Even if it is fear and pride, it's still going to help you a little bit stay together if that's the name of the game. Right. I don't think it is. I don't Unle- think... Unless you look at it a different way and you think marriage... Like, well, you know, the ideal marriage would be something where both people have, have lived a bit and know what they're looking for yeah. and are deciding to be together... Then I think the fact that you've each slept around prior would maybe help prevent um, being together for a couple of years and then realizing, oh, my God, I've only fucked one person. This is not how I want to live. I, you see, you know, I think it's more likely – this is me, though. I think it's more likely that you'll be like, oh, remember – let's say you're dating a petite girl and you're like, remember that um, bigger girl I dated? And that sure was fun. She felt like, a, like an old painting. You know what I mean? <laughs> Real Ruben-esque, right, ruddy-cheeked. Right. Mm-hmm. Fucking feels fantastic. Right, and there's like platters <laughs> of fruit all over the place. Yeah, of course. What? She's eating ham right. as you're fucking her. As you were her. fucking her on a drop cloth. Yeah, and you're like in the head of John the Baptist. Chandelier the- in the background, swinging. You're picturing it right. perfectly. No, the tiny little face of the artist in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. been there. If you've been there... Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's much more likely that you'll be with your fit wife, your wee fit wife with her six pack and she's great. You spin her around on your dick. I don't know what you do. And you go on hikes all the time and that's wonderful. But in the back of your mind, you actually know you have a physical sensory memory of what it was like to be with Rubenesque girl. Right. And I think it's more likely that if you work with a Rubenesque girl, your brain's going to go, remember what a fucking Girl Scout cookie Samoa tastes like? And that's what she is. And you need it again. You want it again. As opposed to if you've only slept with one person, I think it's easier to commit to that idea and be like, that's all I do. That's all I want. I don't, I don't even know any better. So I'll tell you the truth. The more people I sleep with, the more disturbing it is to me 
that you have more clear preferences mm -hmm. and desires for different types of people. So now I'm openly so you're polyamorous. I'm being openly concerned with you right now about polyamorous feelings that if I were to get married again, that whatever she was, I'm more likely now to think about the other type because I've had it because mm -hmm. now I've had both types. Whereas before with my wife, I was like, that's it. That's all I got. That's all yeah. I need. Kind of creepy, right? Well, it's interesting. It's sort of like, like people who, oh, well, like, okay, I've never done heroin. Yeah. And Me neither, by the way. I feel like I should chime in. Yes. Gary's on here. Shocking. <laughs> he smokes it, though. He smokes. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's not the same at all. Yeah. Um, but I, and I'm very curious about it, though, because from everything I hear, oh, my God, it's amazing. Of um, course it's I'm, amazing. Right. You forfeit your entire life yes, for it. But I don't want to try it because what if it's so amazing that then my, I, that's how my life goes. It is. It's a drug, Gary. Is it that you give up <laughs> your job, your not your everyone, body, though. just the casual ninety nine point nine percent? Yeah, I, I've known a handful of people that tried heroin. Yeah, that is actually weird to me. That's a step further than the other things that people dabble in. Yeah, so when I hear that, I'm like, oh, of course, you put a needle in your arm. Yeah, it's weird. I have a hard time with coke too. If a girls like I do coke, I'm kind of like, fuck, come on, man. There's also that's another contradiction. Then there's a part of me that's like. Wow, you're adventurous, but then mm -hmm. I'm also kind of like a Puritan and I'm churning butter and I'm like, you shouldn't do that. You know right, what I mean? I'm right. both. I feel both. Yeah. But anyway, drugs drugs are kind of weird. I, I mean, anything that you're just kind of like, all I need to do is this. Yeah. That's that's a dangerous thing. Mm -hmm. Although Have you, you had, but see, I feel like I used to, and I've, I've talked about this a little bit before, but I feel like I used to use people as drugs. Sure. And really become, you know, just so obsessed with well obsessed is that makes me sound like a crazy stalker and that's not what i mean but i mean i would meet someone i would be unhappy in my life is when i was younger and i'd meet someone it was like if i just have interaction with them then i'm okay then i feel good yep and it's an escape and and that is such a i do that big time you still do that uh see i'm not dating right now mm -hmm. i've been i'm single and it's because I'm trying to do an inventory and stop doing some of these things. Oh, good for you. Ooh, mm -hmm. One of the things... I say in a condescending way that I didn't no, intend I, I to be condescending. No, I actually believe you. Your okay. voice was condescending, but your eyes were like really good oh, for you. That's why this needs to be a video, not just a podcast. But thank you. Yeah. Uh, just I meant me. it genuinely. I noticed in talking to t my friend TJ Miller, mm. he and I have very different approaches to stand-up. I do it because it makes me feel good. I want the crowd to feel good. Absolutely. We talked about that, like the sex thing. Right. But I also do it because it, it, it makes me feel good. It calms down my anxieties. It, it makes me feel powerful. It makes me feel alive and all this sort of stuff. Similarly, relationally, I'm kind of going to relationships to get more than to give. I enjoy giving, but part of even the giving is because that makes me feel like a big shot. Like if you'd like me to buy you a, a jet ski, no problem. <laughs> and then I feel like a big shot because I'm mm -hmm. like, look, I bought my girl a jet ski. Right. Uh, it's all about me, 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 me. And that's something that I need. That's using people as drugs. Mm -hmm. It's also manip like I want to, this is what I did to my wife. This is why I think part of what she left me is I wanted her to play a certain role. I didn't let her be who she actually was. I compartmentalized her and I was like, I'm comfortable. I didn't ever say this, but I just encouraged certain aspects of her personality, not the full spectrum, because it served me. I was using her as a drug. Right. And then a lot of them, you'll use them as muses. I've had girlfriends that are muses. I'm like, I love it when you adore me and you inspire me and you laugh at everything I say. 
Some of my best bits have come out of that relationship. But like that's also a type of drug when really what we should be doing is actually seeing the person. Not yes. to be too avatar on you. No, but no. But actually being yeah. like, I really like you. Not just how you make me feel. Mm-hmm. Not the idea of who I think you are. Right. It's a great line in Mad Men. Don Draper says, people are always trying to show you who they really are, but no one listens. Yeah. They just want, you, they just want to see you as they want to see you. Right. And that's what he's saying. That's what that character is saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm a friendly, happy person, but I have all these feelings and stuff too all this darkness talking about killing a hobo talking about doing heroin whatever it's all in there and you want to be seen and and, and you're and the and art and creativity is combating the idea that they're like no this is what you are and you're like mm-hmm. fuck you this is who i am yeah i'm all of this stuff yeah pretty well deep, pretty deep that was keep it crispy deep. is it? <laughs> well if, if i may i recommend staying single for a while yeah uh, i get for that a me lot. because i oh a lot of people tell you that i would recommend that no i mean <laughs> uh people who know me uh and i tell them i think it's been like eight months or something after i after i got divorced it was four months mm-hmm. that was the record and then I got a girlfriend for a year. Then it was two weeks. Then I got a girlfriend for a year and a couple months. And then it was like another two weeks. And That's then I got not a girlfriend. very discerning at yeah, all. I'm a fucking lunatic. Yeah. I'm Looney Tunes well, all day. It's a common thing that people do. Yeah, but... serial monogamy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But here, here's what's great. Is you go through enough relationships that uh, end up really working you over. Then you start, you wise up. You yes. come of age. Yes. You go, it's not a game. You can't just keep throwing yourself into people's lives. And one of the things that I noticed because I was married is I want to fast forward to feeling like we're married right away. Yes. I want you to sleep over every night. I want to um, be in love right mm-hmm. away. Uh, do inappropriate things. I'm the guy that like two weeks into our relationship, I will want to go. Let's go to Ireland. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll do that. It's fucking crazy. It's boundaryless. It's wrong. And my friend Emily, who's Kumail's wife, was like, you got to earn it. Yeah. You got to earn it. It's just emotionally it. reckless is what it is. It's but emotionally it reckless. I mean, I because I used to drink a lot and I hardly ever drink now. Like actually with, with Daniel, I've never been drunk with him, which is amazing for me personally because <laughs> I used to never not be drunk on dates pretty much Buddy. because what it did was it allowed me to push away all the voices that were all saying, the red flags. you know what? maybe wait and get to know this person before you do whatever. So that like it would, it was just this instant, like we can jump into that intense intimacy. Yeah. The first night you can fake it. Yeah, It's like a one night stand that turns into a relationship. Yes. I, I had, I had a year and a blah, blah month relationship where I was drunk pretty much the whole time. And it was great until it wasn't. Yeah. Well, until you, until it isn't. And you're like, who are you? Yeah. And at the end, Oh my God, this is hard uh, to remember because I'm not proud of it, but I I used to have, not visions, I'm not a crazy person, but I used to see my rational brain personified by me. Mm -hmm. Like I'd see a version of me talking to myself uh, and I'd kind of see it as I'd be dreaming or daydreaming or whatever, just kind of being like, what are you doing to us? why are you doing this? You know, because I would be drinking and suppressing. Right. And then when the shit would hit the fan and uh, whatever, whatever that looks like, a big fight, some horrible, uh, awkward weekend, 
whatever it is that makes you feel like absolute shit. That's when rational brain would finally get a moment with me edgewise because I'm alone. Mm. And he'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Get out of this. Yeah. Get out of it. But you're like, it's so easy. Uh-huh. Being in the wrong relationship and staying at it, that's, that's a cancer, a social cancer that so many people have. Yes. And they know they have it. Yes. And they talk to me sometimes about it. And I'm like, you break up with your boyfriend yet? And they're like, no, I know, I know. We moved in together. You're like, you fucking idiot. But I'm talking to myself because I do that too. Well, I, I mean, I used to say that some people see handwriting on the wall, but like I, I wait until the whole wall is covered. Biblical reference. Or... I, I, yeah, well, I used you, to play in a band and a metaphor that I used to use a lot was um, being in a house and the house is burning, but you think, you know, as long as I see the flame, I smell the smoke, as long as, as, long as I'm aware of it, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah, like, you know no, where it is. Just get out, you get know. Get out of the I'm house. I'm like the person, yeah, I'm like the person in the horror movie who would stay in the house. Or like I like to go down down with sinking ships. I mean, yeah. I just any I had all sorts of clever ways of saying that like it takes a lot for I, me to get to the point where I decide in the past. Now yeah. I'm I'm a little more nimble. See, but. what it took me nine hundred times it feels like to figure out, which actually isn't true, like two or three times, was that like you're post you're trying to postpone hurting the person because mm-hmm. I'm I have a fucking shallow view of women I've learned in that they need to be protected I and they're precious. <laughs> You don't really, really? No, I don't know. I just have a little bit of a a, a savior thing with women sometimes. It's because I need. When I, I, yeah, I suspect there's a little Madonna whore thing happening with you. Oh yeah, that's a, that's yeah, that's okay. the biggest thing ever. Perfectly diagnosed. Thank you. But I protected my mother from what I understood to be a bad relationship with my father, and I was saving her. So oh, now I'm trying that's to save a women. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's so we just repeat. This is yeah. where we learn. Yeah. That's your first marriage. I know nobody likes to think about it. Freud did. Yeah, and Freud was fucking right. Yeah. And guess what? No one likes to talk about it, but it's the truest thing in the world. Daddy's little girl. Mm-hmm. Daddy. And then you call your husband daddy? Who's your daddy? And all that nurturing shit, spanking the fuck is going on here being grounded yeah well see i mean i know you're joking but i'm sure people get off on that sort of stuff because it's just like you're fucking your dad in a socially responsible way and sometimes (laughs) men are fucking their moms in a socially responsible way Mm -hmm. i'm not talking about i've never had sexual feelings towards my mother but you have those feelings of like someone like her something like that relationship Right, right and what i did as a kid i know that's weird to say but what i did as a kid was i protected my mother I took care of her, and I never wanted to hurt her. Mm -hmm. So to my fault, my detriment, now I'll be in a relationship. I'm like, this fucking cunt is crazy, and I need to fucking punch her in the face and run away. (laughs) But I go, but that's my mom. I got to love that. It's not your mom. It's not your mom. You don't owe this bitch anything. Yeah. You just met her at a Bennigan's or whatever. Right. No, but you're- Get out. But but I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be the one that leaves her. And how many girls are like, you're just going to leave me. And you're like, you kind of want to be like, yeah, maybe I will. Yeah. Maybe I will. Well, I know. (laughs) You're just, I feel, I see, I feel like to to the, if the girl who. That's the correct response. Maybe I will. Yes, Sorry. it is. That's the thing. Like I remember someone wrote in wrote into this show in its previous form saying that her heart was broken. Um this guy who had promised never to leave her just left her. This keeps happening to her. You know, does she have any advice? And I was like 
be suspicious of the person who promises never to leave you too yeah. soon. I mean, yeah. if you're going to say something like that, you know, way into the relationship, yeah. still that's weird, but okay. There's a time but, when you earn it. Right. But, but to start out that way, to me, that's a red flag. Cause that's someone who's trying to rush into that kind of emotional intimacy yeah. before it's time. What does keep it crispy mean? Uh, also, people that are very suspicious about being cheated on that don't trust you are probably going to like cheat on you and, and aren't yeah. trustworthy. Yeah, that's something that keeps coming up on my show too. Yes, if you have a, I've had girlfriends that like are very suspicious that I'm fucking uh, groupies or whatever, which just isn't really something I would ever do in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, I'm kidding. Uh, that that's because that's probably stemming from some sort of right. I don't trust myself sort of thing. Right. I don't know. Keep it crispy. <laughs> Keep it crispy. Is that your catchphrase? Well, you know what's funny is uh, it's 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 like a joke. First of all, no, I, I hence get, the laughter. Hence the laughter. I do get the, when people say it. It makes me so. I like <laughs> agreement. I think agreement is very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the reasons uh, I used to like doing improv. If I'm like, "Hello, I'm Doctor Bob, and uh, welcome to my office," and you're like, "Hey, Doctor Bob," that just delights me. That like you just heard me say right. it and you went with it because someone sees you. Oh, Avatar 2. I didn't mean it in that way. But. No, I know what you mean. You're being heard. Yes. You're you're being played with. I mm-hmm. threw the ball to you and you threw it back. Right. It's beautiful. Yeah, I it know. Really it's beautiful. like my favorite thing. When too. Mark Maron said, keep it crispy, I was like beyond delighted. People think, I don't think people think I'm faking it. I'm not. Every episode of my show ends with the guests saying, keep it crispy. I ask if they will say, keep it crispy. Two guests haven't said it. One of those hasn't aired, but one of them is Anthony Jeselnik. Still delighted me. You know what I mean? Just that moment of silliness and mm-hmm. playfulness. But it started as something that I would say to Steve Agee when we would play video games uh, over the internet with mouthpieces. And I would just say like, keep it crispy, bro. <laughs> because I was trying to figure out a new Polly Shore annoying catchphrase, like the weasel. Oh my God, well, you nailed it. Yeah, crispy. <laughs> and, and the opposite of crispy is yeasty, bro. Isn't that perfect? It should be an Encino man. So on the first episode, oh, then I started tweeting about it. This is what happened. I'm aware that it's stupid. Every episode, people will, not every episode, people will leave comments and tweet at me and be like, love your show, hate, keep it crispy. Well, fucking stupid. I'm like, do they think right. I don't know it's stupid? <laughs> right. It's the stupidest thing. <laughs> First of all, I manufactured a catchphrase. That's the definition of lame. Yeah, that's something you do in junior high. Give mm-hmm. it a try. Like, what's up, man? Keep it on the flip-flops. You know what I mean? Like, right. what is Zach doing? Keep it on the flip-flops. <laughs> and then he keeps saying it. That's what I'm doing, but for a pretty big audience. And then I started tweeting about it, meaning keep it crispy just was like... Kind of like just what it sounds like, a way to be happy. Mm -hmm. Because I do believe that happiness, there's an art to it and there's a choice behind it. Uh, Kind of like faith in God. If you go deep enough in the DNA, you'll find a choice somewhere in there that you just like, you choose somewhere in your gut, you choose to believe. And then I think you, when with happy people somewhere deep in their gut, they're choosing to be happy. Uh, Just like, um, I think I said this on the show recently, I'm always worried about repeating myself. You can make someone feel sick with your words. You know what I mean? I, I, I could start describing something and make yes. you feel nauseous. I could also make you feel tired. I could pro- And then I can also make you feel fucking crispy, bro. <laughs> Do you understand? Our brains are the smartest, stupidest things ever. They're so smart. We invented the iPad. But also, I you can like 
tell yourself that you're having a good time. You can tell yourself, that's what meditation is. You can mm-hmm. tell yourself that you're calm and you're one with the universe and all that sort of stuff. So then I started tweeting about like great ways to keep it crispy. Like <laughs> I was like, are you having a bad day? Sinking 35 three-pointers in a row is a great way to keep it crispy or something. <laughs> Just because honestly, if and I do love to get into weird stuff that doesn't need to be gotten into, picturing yourself shooting 35 three-pointers and like before one even goes in you're shooting the next one like it's just a never-ending <laughs> right. cascading that that just that makes me glad to think about that swish after swish after swish that's keeping it crispy so then then uh, when i did the show i was i just i i don't know if i thought of it during the show or what but i was like am i gonna say keep it crispy at the end and then i was like i'm gonna oh, ask well, who- the logistics of keeping it yes! crispy <laughs> the logistics of the birth of a the anatomy of a catchphrase and then i asked kumail to do it and then i realized it was so much more fun to see if they would do something stupid because mm-hmm. really the end the, the end of it is like have we bonded enough where you'll do something stupid with me and then but, when they do i i just die but jesselnick hadn't jesselnick the whole episode was just breaking my balls and when people who i respect and he's a friend of mine and we get along very well uh it was totally in line with his character mm-hmm. to not say it uh i'm trying to think of who the other person is somebody that hasn't come out yet it wasn't like bill burr said it greg fitzsimmons said it all these kind of like uh you know tough guys like <laughs> manly guys keep it crispy do you know what that's like being in a small room with bill burr and he goes keep it crispy i Jesus. imagine it's delightful it is <laughs> that's why I, i'm filled with delight when I it also- happens I don't think of Fitzsimmons as a tough guy, and yet you're definitely not the first person who's described him as He's Batman. such. He told me on my show that he saw was at the airport and saw a cab pull away as a pregnant woman was getting out the back, and the cab started moving before she was out of the cab, mm-hmm. so she kind of stumbled a little bit. She didn't fall, but she stumbled. He pulled his car in front of the cab. without. He doesn't even think about it. Do you know what I do in that? situation tweet i touch my wet pussy in that situation (laughs) and i go "Mm, it's sticky i'm ovulating that's what i do he pulls the car in front of it the cab gets out pulls the guy out and uh throw threw him against the hood and made him like apologize to the woman he's batman he's batman he's the real batman and look that's simultaneously a great thing to do and also kind of like a terrifying thing right, to do. Right, yeah. But I kind of like that there are little vigilantes out there doing that sort of stuff. But he said keep it crispy. <laughs> there you go. He's, he, he's, I know what you mean. He doesn't look like a tough guy. But, no, uh, but, but there's a number of stories that are sort of similar to that. Yeah, he whites out. He doesn't yeah. remember doing it. He'll wake up in the middle of this like blackout or whiteout and he's just punching someone in the face. It's a problem. He works on it. Therapy. He sees the same imaginary therapist as your boyfriend. <laughs> is he taller than you? What color is his yes. hair? Brown? Um, it is reddish brown. I was going to say kind of like a blondish red brown. Mm-hmm. He played lacrosse? I'm kidding. No. Um, track. He ran track? No. He, what was his? I Sleeps think in he, pajama pants, no shirt? Sometimes he does wear a shirt, actually. But so I was always. kind of right. Sometimes it's no shirt, pajama pants? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're sweat. Well, no, maybe they are pajama pants. Pajama pants is a fun thing to say. It is. 
That could be how you end your show. Will you pajama say pajama pants? pants? Yeah. Oh my gosh, maybe I'll try it out. Because, yeah. you know, I'm looking for a name for Gary. Because uh-huh. producer Gary, that's just too meh. PG. Man, isn't that the sound of a blowjob? Oh no, that's mm, what is it? Oh yeah, I was like when she. Mm. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So the I first feel like we need a better was, name for Gary than just producer. Call him PG thirteen. PG thirteen. That's good. Yeah. What that's do you nice. think, PG thirteen? He just seems not into it, but we. Yeah, wouldn't. I understand. What if I never ever get a mic for him either? I kind of feel bad about that. My favorite yeah. moments of the show are when he's laughing, and I wish people could hear that. Oh yeah. I know. What if they don't realize how funny we are? Well, they will because I keep going, isn't it fun to be funny? Yeah. And then I say, isn't it funny to be fun? And then I realize, no, it's more fun to be funny. It's both. It's equally both. Let's ask PG-13 time-wise how we're doing. This will be an interesting little interlude for the listeners. See, what do you have? Well, let's find out. Okay. When you have two podcast hosts, Mm -hmm. right, who understand the concept of dead air, Yes. We'll understand the concept of having an opinion, keeping it moving, mm-hmm. saying something. Mm-hmm. Shows tend to go long, but those are always the best episodes for me. I think so. I think people will love this episode. Oh yeah, big time. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll love the inaugural episode. Is that is this really the first one? It's yeah. Well, I did a few episodes under, under a, different a different name, name. Um, and this is the first one under the name Allison Rosen is your new best friend. However, I had a UStream show called Allison Rosen is your new best friend, but this is the first podcast, oh, and okay. it's different now. That was uh, you, I forget how long it was before I was doing the Adam Carolla show. Um, so this is the inaugural show under this name. Under nice, the, uh, the fun times. This name. Did you deliberately pick one with your name in it? Well, I felt like calling it Paul Shearer as your new best friend uh, would be weird. But what I mean is, people like Aziz, right? Mm-hmm. Say, I came up with Aziz. And one of the things that Aziz did that was very smart is he always used things. Like, he had a one-man show called Aziz Ansari Punched a Wall. Mm. He had a lot of bits that he did where he was like, like... Tyler Perry. Yeah, it's very Tyler Perry-ish. And he would do bits where he would be like, Aziz Ansari. Like, he kept saying his name. He was like, comedian heartthrob Aziz Ansari. He kept saying it. And it was like... Programming. It is. It's, it becomes Pavlovian where you're like, that's a, that's a guy. That's a guy. Right. It's brilliant. I was very deliberate to say the name of the show on, on iTunes is with Pete Holmes. It's not you made it weird. And that, you know what I mean? It's you made it weird with Pete Holmes. That's mm-hmm. what comes up. You need that like sort of... I just right. think it's interesting how deliberate these casual things can seem. Well, originally it was just like Alison Rosen live show on Ustream. Yeah. And my name was just in it because it's me. Right. Um, and then I felt like it needs a better name. Sure. So then... I, you know, just changed it around. But yeah, I suppose I did keep my name in it so people would know yeah. who uh, I am. You want to be known. Mm. Avatar. So, <laughs> you don't have any just me or everyone's, but you do have a deleted tweet. Yes, these are some segments that I do yeah. on my show. Yeah. Let's just quickly do that. So, deleted tweets is um, self-explanatory. These are things you thought of tweeting but then decided... Yes. Uh, that you didn't want to. Yes. So, and we have a little song, and let's play that now. Feel that beat. I believe we have a deleted tweet. Not so sweet. Maybe that thought is incomplete. Think I'll be a quick retreat. I believe we have a deleted tweet. That was the that song. Was oh, like, and uh, thank you to Tom Rapp. Paul Simon. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Tom Rapp, who 
uh, wrote and created all of the music that you're hearing on this show. And if you want to find out more about him, you can go to TomRapShow.com and tell him how awesome he is. You know, okay. Today I actually had one that I almost retweeted. That's kind of a... A deleted retweet. I almost retweeted it, but it was too... Uh, I, I'll tell you what it was. So I was, I was tweeting. I was losing my mind this morning. Uh, I was flying out of Chicago and, uh, oh, you, you flew out today? Yeah. Wow. Weird, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, uh, so I'm losing my mind. I'm at the airport way too early. So I'm just trying to find something that I can tweet a lot on. So I was doing lines cut from and then a movie. And like, <laughs> so like this started a while ago where I did lines cut from uh, Pursuit of Happiness. And the quote was like, uh, I got to upgrade my life to first class. <laughs> Which I agree. I just thought that was so funny. And I did like 50 of them uh, uh, like that. So, And then today I was doing a different deleted lines from. And then people start playing with me. This is why I do it. It passes the time. It's fun to read them. You fave them and then you retweet them if they're really good. And then I saw one that was, uh, quote, life is like a box of condoms. You got to put one on because that girl you like has AIDS. <laughs> And it was <laughs> deleted lines from Forrest Gump. And I laughed. I laughed out loud in the airport alone. And I replied directly to the guy. Ha. Like I let him know that I left, but I didn't retweet it because it, like, I don't know. I mean, like, I think it's funny, but it offended you. It didn't. You would be it didn't offend you. me. When you're looking at it, I think I have um, like 18,000 followers or whatever. Mm-hmm. You just start thinking about the I numbers game. I remember when game. I had that. Ah, uh, deleted lines from you being a bitch. <laughs> I didn't even delete that, though. <laughs> I did that as Aziz. And Cezanne Sire thinks you're a bitch. <laughs> uh, no, so that was, that was one that I, but I actually had one for you. Oh, okay. The, yes. the, the thing that I was going to tweet mm-hmm. that I didn't tweet was if, <laughs> it's not even good. If Hitler had a comedian friend, I bet he would have said, wait, is this a bit? A lot. <laughs> Good. He's like, we're gonna kill all the Jews. <laughs> Wait, is this a bit? So why didn't you tweet that? It was <laughs> like it just crossed the line. <laughs> and the handicapped, right? Right? You're kidding, right? Uh, yeah. Well, and gypsies. Who who even knows what they are right. anymore? I know. I was gonna tweet it, and then I didn't tweet it, and then I think I texted it to Chelsea, uh, my friend Chelsea Pretty. Should I tweet it? Did you see this? Yeah. Yeah. So it did get tweeted, but right. as a screenshot of the text of me texting it to Chelsea, <laughs> is this too offensive to tweet? And she wrote back probably like it's too unfunny to tweet or something, you know, something <laughs> that Chelsea would say. So it did exist, but that was a safer way to put it out there. She's on my list of people I want to be guests on this show. She's too. great. She's not going to be this great. Just know that. So, You're I have to like mind for it. the bar insanely high. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how it gets any better than this, really. So I have <laughs> a few deleted tweets. Yeah, please. Um, and, okay, here's one. I'm trying to figure out what the right way to enunciate this is, um, you know, because, or I mean, where the emphasis should be, like on Twitter, where you have no option for emphasis. Okay, it's assholes are like opinions. They're all over Fox News. Uh, now, why wouldn't you tweet that? Because I I used to appear a lot on Fox on oh, Red Eye. Oh, political, political. And, yeah, and um, then I also did like 
various other Fox shows. I've done that and exact sort of thing. Someone sometimes people will tweet at me and because I'm the E Trade baby, as we, yes. I think you knew. Yeah, I do. And I people do. say like, Pete, do you use E Trade? And I'll like want to reply, maybe just a joke, like, ha ha. I know about as much about investing as an actual baby, which is my <laughs> standard reply in like interviews and stuff. Right. But then I get like. E-Trade is so cool. They've never tried to be like, hey, don't make jokes or anything. Right. But I get really paranoid yeah. about biting the hand that feeds yeah. you. I get. I sometimes can freak myself out about it. Even telling you the story, I'm like, I love you, E-Trade. But you know what I right. mean. Right. You're on Fox. And I like Fox. Yay, Fox. I mean, I, haven't, I actually up. haven't been on uh, since Adam and I were both on Red Eye when we were in New York for Adam Caroline's. Corolla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's me, Adam Corolla. I want to do them, but I can't do them. But, Listening but basically, you know how because people say, <laughs> you know, the whole opinions are like assholes thing. Yes. I just wanted to twist that around. And I'm like, what's a funny thing to put on the end of that? Right. Well, assholes are like opinions. They're all over the Internet. Right. They're all over this. And I thought they're all over Fox News was actually the funniest. But I just didn't want to because then it would just be like, why is she being a cunt to this channel that's had her on a bunch? Yeah. Even though I'm liberal. I like to throw that out because people assume I'm not. I cunt right then. Um, what? I liked the way you said cunt just then. It was oh, thank you. very empowering. Thank you. And then my other one that Second I will Second favorite share... use of cunt in The Departed, Jack Nicholson says, maybe it's been maybe it's because it's never been hard for me to get cunt is a <laughs> sentence in that movie. I never understood jerking off in a theater. Maybe it's because it's always been easy for me to get cunt. He calls the good thing cunt. Yeah. I uh, got some I was balls deep in some sweet cunt last night. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fucking take it easy, Jack. <laughs> Jesus. Do you want me to lick your cunt? What? <laughs> sorry, go on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you do a good Jack Nicholson, though. Was that pretty good? Mm-hmm. You no, also do a feel... good Schwarzenegger, which I've seen on your oh, website. Oh, yeah, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, you're welcome. I like that. I want my Corolla to be better. What are some of the things he says? I don't you care that I'm good at being psychic. No, he <laughs> doesn't, he doesn't do say it like that, like... though. He, well, you know, his, the beginning of the show is... Get it on, got to get it on. Get twice, it on, but to get it now. I feel like I can't do it. No, it's it's it I is. Have to hear it. The, your tone is similar, but the yeah. words are all wrong. Right, I know what you're saying. Yes, okay. And then my other one is my boyfriend's Christmas gift of a homemade soda maker means 2012 will be the year of the burps. Nice. But I didn't tweet that because it just I just couldn't get it perfect. I know. And yet mean. I tweet so much that's not perfect. Can I tell you something that that made me think of? Yes. Uh, when I was dating. Um, uh, a girl. <laughs> I know you're certified, board certified. You're board certified. My friends could tell me. You got to write that down. Board certified. Board. Do you do this all the time? No. You got to work this when is your just brain's a really working. You know what I mean? Fertile episode. Yeah. No. I like I like girls. Girls inspire me. You're mm-hmm. a girl, so I want you to like me. So it makes my brain fire. Great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you got to. Later, I'll be at home. If it was just me and PG thirteen, nothing. Nothing. Right. Nothing. I know. Actually, I helped at Corolla. I was like, I hope this girl likes me. Not in a sexual way, but just kind of like, I like girls. Anyway, uh, what was it? Oh, so I'm dating this girl, Mm -hmm. dating this broad. And we've been dating for a while, and it was towards the end. And Kumail told me that he could tell that we were going to break up because of my tweets. (laughs) And I was like, really? And he was like, oh, yeah, they were getting real mean. (laughs) Right? And one of the tweets that I had was... (laughs) One of the tweets that I had, I wrote... I just took my girlfriend to breakfast. I paid, and she played a little game she calls Just the Tip. 
right? <laughs> Which is a funny joke, I suppose. <laughs> But it's also like this that's passive funny. aggressive, yes, like, that's true. I'm tired of buying you breakfast every day. Right. Because when, when I was in New York, I mean, we just go to breakfast every day. And then I guess it got old, started to resent people. No boundaries. She would have, the weird thing about that, we're friends now, she would have understood if I was like, I, I kind of feel weird about going out all the time. She would have been like, fine. But instead, I just keep it inside, write a tweet, and then break up with her. <laughs> oh, Did she ever have a problem with the tweets? No. Isn't that weird? Then I had a girlfriend after her that would have stabbed me in the face if I ever made a joke about her. Like, she would have flipped out. Clearly that one couldn't last. Yeah, that one would not last. It's a weird mix. You want somebody that you can make jokes about. Ideally, it it would work out really well if they liked it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I suppose. But you don't want them to like it too much. You don't want them to like it too much. Right, because then that's weird as well. Yeah, it's weird. Well, um, one of my uh, girlfriends uh, um, is a comedian. And I have this bit about missing the subway because she's slow and I don't do it anymore. And I was just in Chicago and people were like, I kind of was hoping you'd do the missing the train bit. And I was like, I can't do it anymore because it's about us. It's not about some girlfriend. Mm -hmm. It's about her. And in the bit I say, and the bit requires this line because it's kind of mean. I go, my girlfriend, I love her, but she's slow with her little legs and her cute little boots. I say her cute little boots. You can feel that I love her in the rant. You know right, what I mean? Right. So I can't do it anymore. That bit's dead. That bit dies with the relationship. You can't just pretend you're in a relationship? With- I did it once because someone yelled it out. Mm-hmm. They requested it, and I did it. And as I was doing it, I knew there were people there that knew we had broken up. And I was like, I can't do that again. The, the, the temperature of my body changed. Because I, f- I was lying to them. And mm-hmm. I felt really dirty about it. Isn't that weird? I, I, I respect you for that. Yeah, I'm a pretty good guy. <laughs> and I feel like my voice might have made me sound... Again, this is one of those things... I'm having a moment by myself. This is one of those things where my face might be conveying something different than my voice. No. So if listeners thought I was being disingenuous, I was being There was another moment. Ingenuous. I could tell you were being ingenuous. Okay. Do you have more deleted tweeties? Um, I'm going to save them. Oh, save them. Yeah. For, you know, for, yeah, I know when you that have, this is special. Yeah. Pete, when you, when you have Chelsea on, you're going to do like right. 13 or 14 of them. No. Okay. One more. <laughs> Why am Sisterhood I of the Chelsea? traveling pants. Sisterhood of the traveling pants would also be a good name for a group of women connected by the unbreakable bonds of herpes. <laughs> well, maybe not? crabs would be funnier. Uh, because it's in the pants. Yeah. It's so interesting how one thing, can I say one thing about Twitter? Please. You know what my biggest tweet is? Is uh, You have I, a biggest tweet? You're not on Favestar? I am. I am. I forget what my biggest tweet you gotta is. You got to click on best of. It'll be I right know. there. There's okay. a tab. There's a tab. But the thing is, is I'll tweet something and I'll be like, that is fucking genius. One time, I, here's one that I tweeted that I thought was genius. Is I just heard a black guy say the phrase, uh, say the N word. You know, like, but in quotes, in quotes the N word. Right. And I go, and I said, hey, that's our phrase. <laughs> I thought that, I, when I, I remember where I was, yeah. the adrenaline associated with having that right. thought and like, tweeting look out, it. Fave star, I was like, keep up. Yeah, here it comes. <laughs> Nothing. In fact, the only thing I got was a couple people being like, ooh, bad, or something like, didn't like it. Right. And then one day, I remember this one. I was writing on a show, and it was the end of the day. I was so bored. And or tired, you know, and I I just wrote a um, man to taxidermist. How many bags of sawdust 
in this flamingo and then this skunk taxidermist two in the pink one in the skunk (laughs) (laughs) and like don't get me wrong i'm aware that that's a joke yeah you could feed that into a computer and the computer would know it's a joke Uh. But I was like, I didn't have any a hundred retweets. It went crazy. That's the, yeah. the, the. I know people get a lot more than that, but that was really big for me. That's funny. Isn't but that there weird? are certain things on. But on hey, that's Fave our Star <laughs> That those are both really funny. There's certain things though that get retweeted like and faved ad nauseum, and I look at them and I think that's not that funny. Yeah. There are certain personalities on there, I think, and they're not they're not performing comedians. They're right. just people who exist on Twitter. They might not even be in real life. Yeah. And I think that everything they say gets instantly just bandied about. A friend of mine just questionably tweeted at Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan tweeted, what are we going to do next? Just like one of those thought tweets. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And it got like... What the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah. It got like eight retweets or something Mm -hmm. within a minute. And so this friend of mine wrote like, Jim Gaffigan tweets, what are we going to do next? And gets eight retweets. I guess that's what 80,000 followers gets you. And I was like, yeah. And tweeting that gets you like... 800 unfollow like, right, like who so wants to read sounding. that it was real bitter yeah you got to watch that this is a comedian who did that yeah do you need to say the name i mean because he tweeted already it he already yeah. put it out there he's a good friend of mine rob buscemi is very funny he's not a better guy mm-hmm. and when i read that i was like how bizarre right <laughs> there's a fun thing also <clears throat> about doing a podcast that's over an hour is you're like no way rob buscemi is going to listen to this point <laughs> Even if he did give it a whirl, he's not going to make it to this point. This point is you, me, and the diehards. You know who's listening now? People who come to live shows, and I love these people. So they get the good stuff. Yeah, I you wonder tour, where though, we do lost. You? No, I don't. That's too bad. Do you mean the podcast or do you mean me, just me? I mean like you don't do stand-up? I have done some stand-up, just a very small amount Back of in it. your drinking days? <laughs> no, it was post-drinking. But, um, well, Are you sober it. completely? No, I'm not completely sober, but I'm almost completely like three months. No, I mean, I, I say, I don't say that I'm sober because then I feel like if someone ever saw me drinking, they'd be like, Oh, she's uh back. Oh yeah. And that's not how it is. It's just that I hardly ever drink anymore. It's easier. The more I don't, the easier it is actually. I mean, when I first quit, it was, that was hard. That goes to, that goes to Daniel PJ pants because the relationship really will dictate just how much you're going to be yeah boozing it up that's true that's why like if if you date a girl like if i dated a girl that does cocaine i'm kind of like on a long enough timeline i'm going to just start doing cocaine with you because i love you so much and i'm a or even can, a short timeline yeah on a short timeline that might happen mm-hmm. uh that's why it's it's important to find people with similar or better than you vices right I think. i'm right. one of those guys i want women to be better than men that's one of my things i see i think that's good like it's fucked up if you're ripping bong hits constantly drunk i'm like aren't i supposed to be the piece of shit call me old school but shouldn't you yell at me for coming home drunk on a tuesday that's so traditional i think ideally both people would want to be better for the other one and they would be good influences on each other and and let's just say this: something's wrong if you're getting fucked up all the time this Mm -hmm. stuff is helpful something's wrong if you're in a relationship and you need to be fucked up something's wrong yeah you're avoiding something but you know what's great you know Mm -hmm. what's great in that situation you know what you can do just get so just be sober and it'll work itself out like you'll probably break up or whatever yes 
Uh, but sometimes it's hard. When, like for me, it was a whole bunch of things. I was unhappy in a job. I was unhappy in a relationship. I was drinking more. I was dabbling in drugs. I was, I mean, there was just like a whole bunch of things were, were um, coming together to make me unhappy and stuck. Yeah. And I had to just kind of like quit everything mm-hmm. and just sort of press the reset I get button. That. I say that exact same phrase. Oh my God. I really do. I do weird things like I'll go, I'll become like super healthy and stuff, which is what I did mm-hmm. right after my last breakup. I was like, I'm going to be that guy. And I yeah, was. Yeah, sometimes while. you have to just go all, go whole hog yeah. into the health. The other way. Yeah. After having been drunk for a year. Right. I was like, I'm going to see what happens if right. when I want to drink, I instead go for a walk like an old person. And how did that go? It went great. I lost 45 pounds, girl. Wow. Yeah. 45 pounds just from walking and not drinking. Well, I did and other, other things. stuff. I did other things. Here's the other thing. If you're drunk all the time, that's a problem. Also, I'm like a girl. If you're not having sex, that's a big one. Yeah. But I think a lot of a lot of people will be like, well, we're just kind of, you know, I've been married, you know, so you get to that place where you're like, we just don't really need it. I mean, we kind of fell into a rhythm and it's like. The, the part of your relationship died. Yeah. You got to force it. You got you to gotta fucking force yourself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't force yourself on your wife. No. But you I mean, need to like yeah. keep that part of it yeah. alive. I know. I see. I have friends who are like, "That's just how it is when you've been with someone for a long time. That just goes away." And I think I don't feel like it needs to. I hope not. One thing that I'm trying to learn more and more is that our lives and our souls—not even in a spiritual sense, just like our essence—isn't governed exclusively by the brain. Mm-hmm. The body wants a lot of different things. Your stomach wants food. Uh, certainly you want sex and all that sort of stuff. So you kind of have to have a balance of being rational and being like, well, when you're together, you lose some sexual interest, but also being like, but your body still wants it. So you should, you should continue to kind of honor that side of yourself. Mm. Anyway, this has been honor that side of yourself. <laughs> Is that a segment for the uh, women's network? Yeah. Lifetime. Yeah. Oh, Ellen. Oh, Ellen. This is actually going to be followed under health and spirituality. Ooh, I mean, that not really, would be good. but it's going to be under comedy. But we had some I laughs. Like that's a, we had laughs. Maybe not the right place for it either. Should no, we? I'm just kidding. It, it should be under comedy. <laughs> I have so much more to say, but I feel like we need to bring this one home mm. because I actually guarantee... PG-13 and I have to go record another podcast with the guy whose Ooh. voice you can't do. Oh, really? Soon, yeah. Hey, why, you seem kind of tired. You do a different podcast before you come in. No, that's not it, but it, that is someone. Jamie. Who does that? Jamie. There's no Jamie. Who do you sound like? <laughs> no, he's calling Jimmy Kimmel. Oh. <laughs> Jamie, it's Adam. Uh, who do I sound you like? You sound just like someone who is potentially animated. I know, it's somebody. This is actually the voice of a guy I worked with. Uh, named Mike Loftus. I used to do an impression of him all the time, and it was, he was he would he'd always tell uh, stories about like how in the morning his kids ate all the French toast and he didn't get any, so it'd always be like, "Daddy can't get a piece of French toast." <laughs> so that's like where this it's is coming from. It's a little bit from. Jack Nicholson again. Yeah, it is. You know, it's always been easy for me to get cunt. <laughs> On that note, uh, Pete Holmes, thank you so much. My pleasure. It, Sunday School Volunteers, Board Certified, Ryan Gosling, Hobo Murder, Sing Equal? <laughs> I don't know. Sing, oh, Sins Equal. Oh, okay. Sins Equal. <laughs> Women Love Violence Because of Birth. We got a good so all the good stuff good you've got here. here. Um, it was so delightful having you on the inaugural 
Inaugural. Inaugural episode of the podcast. Eggnoggle. So people... Air this at Christmas so it can be the eggnoggle. Okay. No, don't wait. I will. I'll this, wait. This was topical. This will still be topical in 11 months. We talked about current events. I know. Go um, on. So do you want to plug anything? Perhaps your own podcast and your Twitter? Well, people listen to the podcasts, listen to other podcasts. So it's You Made It Weird. It's on iTunes and Nerdist. Dot com. And they can follow you at Pete Holmes, H-O-L-M-E-Z. That's right. Okay. Pete Holmes is an organic gardener. Homeboy took my handle. I wonder if to everyone else he's like, Pete Holmes is a comedian, that a guy, gardener. He has one tweet. Jim Gaffigan follows him because he thinks it's me. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck yeah. that guy. Fuck I think the other one. Pat Oswald, I think, follows him too. Fuck that guy. They're probably like, Wow. He's not funny. He never tweets, but right. he's interested in gardening. He doesn't even have a photo. It's just the egg. <laughs> Come on, Pete. Step up your Twitter game. And to the listeners, thank you guys for sticking with this show to this point. Um, unless you're not hearing this, in which case you didn't stick with the show to this point. But I hope you did. And let's see. What do I need to tell you? Well, we're getting the website all revamped and such. I'm not sure if that's going to be uh, in full revamp mode when you hear this. So if it is great, if not, um, hang on because that is coming and you can tweet me at Allison Rosen. If you want to follow the Twitter feed for the show, it's at a R I Y N B F, which is, uh, the initials. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. It is not Aryan boyfriend. As many people like to point out, it looks like that. It is not that that's not really what I'm about. Uh, Aryan boyfriend, and please. Um, rate this highly in iTunes if you think it deserves it. If you don't, then just you keep your itchy trigger finger away from those stars. Or so God help us, we're going to click right. that review was not helpful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's our little way to That's fight right. back. We'll flag. Um, <laughs> and once again, uh, please use the Amazon banner on my site if you would. And um, if you're interested in video games or think that you might be someone who could get interested in them, I think you are. I think you have it in you and you would like something which is like, like Netflix for video games. Go to Gamefly, gamefly.com slash Rosen or click the Gamefly banner on my site, and then um, that would be super neato. There's a rumor that the new Xbox won't play games that have been read by another system. What? Yeah, the Xbox 720. I really mean Did what? Did you hear that? So if you play it what? in yours, it won't play in another one. So sorry, Gamefly. Sorry. Thanks. You're going to be out of business. So you guys should sign up now. Help Do it them now. out. Yeah. Do it now. Do it now. Then flush your stock. <laughs> Well, I'm not saying buy shares of Gamefly. I am. But I am. I am. Okay. I am. But I mean, I think you're going to love Gamefly so much that you'll want to buy shares. This is Fox News E-Trade area. <laughs> We've slipped back into it. I'm so sorry. I think we're going to need to record this whole podcast over again. Gamefly.com. Slash Rosen. Slash Rosen. Slash Aryan boyfriends are the best. <laughs> no, slash no, Ed not Norton, that. Just American slash, History X. Just slash Rosen. Slash no, Curb a Neighbor. You've gone too far. Oh, oh, that's the name of my podcast. You've gone you, too far you, with you know Paul what this Holmes. Is? You've kept it soggy. Oh, no, it's You've yeasty. You've made it soggy. Yeasty. Yeasty, yeasty Whatever. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you soon. And you will hear me next week on this show and every day on the other show. Okay. I love you. Bye. Thanks, Pete Holmes. Bye. bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? 
to the Ace Broadcasting Network.